This is Sound on Vision from KEXP. I'm Emily Fox. So these next few episodes of the show are dedicated to the history of hip-hop in Seattle. To kick things off, we look back at what's considered to be the first prominent hip-hop group from the city. They were called the Emerald Street Boys. Last year, on the 40th anniversary of the Emerald Street Boys' founding, Hans Anderson produced this feature that takes a look back at the band's beginnings, their impact, and where they are now. Our Curtis Jamerson can remember when he first heard hip-hop. He was about 14 years old. You know, I think that's when I heard Rapper's Delight, Sugar Hill Gang. I was at Nathan Hill High School, and we called it 23rd. It was a little area in the hallway, and a cat named Nate Wells came through with the boombox and was playing this music, but there was people doing poetry on it. Check it out, I'm the C-A-S-N, the O-V-A, and the rest is F-L-Y. And it was amazing. It was like, whoa, that's kind of cool. One, two, three, four, tell me one, do my, what are you waiting for? To the hip, hop, the hip, to the hip. Like many kids who heard Rapper's Delight, Jamerson wanted to emulate the song. He wanted to rap. But at first, he wasn't particularly good at it. For a while, he had a group called the Funkatizers. It, it wasn't very successful. <laughs> it wasn't very successful. They never really made it very far. But eventually, he met Ed Sugar Bear Wells and James Captain Crunch Croon. Together, they called themselves the Emerald Street Boys, and they'd come to be known as Seattle's first rap group. They'd be written about in newspapers, perform at Key Arena, and record the first-ever Seattle hip-hop song, a Christmas rap, with a track called The Move on the B-side. And if you're wondering how three high school students became known as Seattle's first rap group, well, it starts with performances at restaurants, house parties, talent shows, boys and girls clubs, mostly in the Central District and Rainier Valley. They wrote party songs. With very little prompting, Jamerson will tell you all about the first song he wrote. My first song that I wrote, dude, is called Shake Your Pants and Dance. That song was a hit. We, we did it off the B-side of uh, Treacherous 3's Heartbeat. Feel the heartbeat. And, oh, was it? No. Or rock, rock. I forget. Anyway, it went, it went, uh, it went um, This is a story about two, three MLC DMCs that rock the house. And this is the crew that will turn it out and make you scream and shout. They go, you're never too old to dance to shake your pants and clap your hands. So why don't you take a chance and clap your hands and shake your pants with the boys, with the Emerald Street boys, the real McCoys. Obviously, hip-hop in the early 80s wasn't really like it is today. The Emerald Street boys were known as much for their performances as for their rapping. Part of the allure of their show was the intricately choreographed dance moves. That's Dr. Dowdy Abe, the author of Emerald Street, a history of hip-hop in Seattle. Right now, hip-hop is very siloed. If you're a rapper, you're a rapper. If you're a DJ, you're a DJ. If you're a breaker, you're a breaker. Well, early on, young people who embraced hip-hop participated in pretty much all aspects, in all kind of four elements of, of the culture. And so it was not an unusual thing to have a group that rapped like the Emerald Street Boys also have these really great dance moves that would 
put on a kind of a full show. Jamerson will tell you a similar thing. The matching tailored outfits, the synchronized dance moves, these are what made the Emerald Street Boys stand out. Eventually, the group started booking bigger shows. They appeared regularly in the local arts and culture weekly, The Rocket, in show reviews that sounded like this. Quote, the Emerald Street Boys lived up to their reputation. Seattle may not be the Bronx, but the boys are great. They did a mighty job of rapping and rocking the house. Although the word cute does come to mind, the boys are both talented and sophisticated in both dancing and rapping. Rapping in unison is this group's strength, and they use it to good effect. Extra, extra, read all about it. It's a new discovery, and don't you dare tell it. When your first day looks pretty to you. But now getting nasty is a new thing to When talking to Jamerson about this time, he just seems really excited about it. It's like going through an old yearbook with someone. Dude, we did the torchlight parade just out of nowhere. It's, hey, could you guys do the parade for us? We're walking down, bopping in the street on the parade. They played bumper shoot. And later that night, they saw their performance highlighted on the news. The reporter said, And, uh, and one that stood out was the, these, these rappers. I don't even think they knew our name. They did local TV interviews and played basketball with one of the most notable hip-hop groups of the time, the Treacherous Three. It would be easy to feel like, kind of like you're a celebrity, but you didn't feel like that. You just felt like, you know, I did that. I, you know, I performed and people liked it and we enjoyed ourselves. And obviously it was really easy for us to get the girls, you know what I'm saying? The group eventually broke up in the late 80s, but they laid the groundwork for future artists. Dr. Abe says the impact of the Emerald Street Boys might not be readily apparent, particularly because Seattle has long been mocked as a city without a strong hip-hop scene. He was watching or kind of listening to TV at his friend's house a couple years ago, to one of those cable channels that play music. And a Macklemore song comes on. Usually when they have these these songs, uh, they will have like some little nuggets of trivial information about the artist or the song or something like that. And so this one says, uh, it was like, did you know? It was, a, it was one of those did you knows. And it said, did you know? Macklemore grew up in the spoken word community due to Seattle's barely there hip hop scene. Something like that. So, and, and you know what I'm saying? This was on a TV screen within the last like three or four years. So the utter kind of dismissal and disrespect of the historical aspects of local hip hop have been going on for a long time. But Seattle has multiple Grammy Award winning hip hop artists. Many were directly influenced by the Emerald Street Boys. There's Ishmael Butler, who won a Grammy with the group Diggable Planets. We beat to rap what key beat to lock, but I'm cool like that. I'm cool like that. I'm cool like that. Butler, who is actually related to Jamerson of the Emerald Street Boys, saw them as celebrities growing up. There's also Sir Mix-A-Lot. Watching the Emerald Street Boys encouraged him to start rapping. In fact, there's a new song out that features both Macklemore and Sir Mix-a-Lot, where Sir Mix-a-Lot gives a direct shout-out to the Emerald Street Boys. The Emerald Street Boys for life. If it wasn't for them, I'd be humming a slave hymn for him. Blessed to be called by Mac and TXT. The city's in good hands. It's easy to sleep. I'm good. The group had a lasting impact, even if it wasn't always evident. And, of course, there's the question of where are they now? James Captain Crunch Croon became a pastor. Ed Sugar Bear Wells continued to make music, but passed away earlier this year. And Jamerson can be found here, under the grass roof and fake palms of the Sneaky Tiki, Georgetown. After the Emerald Street Boys, he performed a little bit more, got a job at a youth center, which is when he wrote and performed his last rap song called Decisions. Then after that, then it was like, okay, you're getting kind of old to be rapping. (laughs) So he started hitting karaoke bars, fell in love with singing. 
He got a band together and started jamming at a Georgetown tiki bar on Wednesdays. Friends show up and jump on a second mic as Jamerson sings. There's dancing, some copious drinking, all while a trailblazer of Seattle hip-hop performs. Hans Anderson, KEXP. That was recorded back in late 2019, just before the 40th anniversary of the Emerald Street Boys founding. Meanwhile, stay tuned for the next episode of the Sound and Vision podcast, where we talk more with Dowdy Abe about his new book titled Emerald Street, A History of Hip-Hop in Seattle. Hip-Hop in Seattle and Seattle hip-hop is a legacy of the unexpected. That's next time on Sound and Vision. And before we go, please take a moment to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast, and consider giving a one-time $20 donation to support this show at kexp.org slash sound. Thanks for listening.